Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Steve Murphy. I'm one of the pastors here at Discover, and we welcome all of you today. Um, our main text is going to be from Luke chapter 21. We're continuing our journey through Luke, so grab your Bibles, whether that's printed or electronic, and look to Luke chapter 21. If you do not have a Bible, we aren't going to give you a free smartphone, but you can get a free uh, printed Bible out in the lobby. Just pick one up. We'd be happy to give you one as a gift. While you're looking for that, let me just give you a couple of notes. Um, always, always, always check your bulletin. Check the website. That's going to have a lot of information about stuff that's coming up. But let me highlight just a few things real, real quickly. First of all, if you're a guest, we welcome you again. And if you would take just one minute after the service, pop out into the lobby and go to our guest reception. Um, you can get a free gift from, uh, from our people that are serving out there. And uh, they can answer any questions you have about the church. And we'll get to know your name. So please take a moment to do that. I um, want to let you know, everybody... Every week you're going to find a connection card in the bulletin. The idea behind that is to connect. So use it to you know, put your name, let us know you're here. If there are any changes to your data, put that there. Um, and on the back you can write a prayer request or praise or anything. And uh, again, we'd love to get that information from everybody. Um, today is the first Sunday of the month. And on the first Sunday we do what we call Discover One. It's a time where we give uh, $1. We just ask everybody to give $1 over, over and above the offering that they typically give. And that money then is collected and goes to somebody in the community to just make a really cool impact. So Discover One, just remind you to do that today. Um, drop your dollar bills in any of the boxes or out in the um, baskets in the lobby. Also, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. Um, Dublin does this really cool thing for us. They have this huge parade, and they bring 10,000 people, and we get to give free information about our church. Isn't that nice of them to do that? So every year we have a float, we give out tons of candy, and we give uh, information about our church. So um, we want your prayers for that. That's coming this Saturday. Um, prayers, candy can be donated. Um, we need people to walk still and hand out candy and information, so please keep that in mind. I'm really excited about that. Cindy Herpelsheimer or Lorena Roberts can give you more information. Next Sunday, we want everybody to be here, but we don't want everyone to be here. We want everybody to go to the gym. We're going to have our worship service in the gym next week. We're going to do a kind of a special uh, communion-focused service as we're walking through the story of Jesus. And uh, we're going to have a great, great service in the gym. So we invite everybody to go in there. The things that normally happen in the gym are going to happen in here, so it's all going to work out beautifully. So that's next Sunday. Marriage mentoring is really important. Uh, if you're a couple that's got some experience, you know that there are struggles, there are opportunities, there are challenges, and as a married couple, you can provide help to the others, uh, young couples, to others who are going through difficult times, um, just kind of in a couple-to-couple -couple relational kind of environment. Um, and we're, tr we're training people to do that. So if you as a couple are interested, contact Jim Breckuler. He'll give you more information on how to be trained to become a marriage mentor. Tonight, be aware, no youth groups tonight, no youth groups tonight. Great time to hang out with your family, clean your room, catch up on homework, um, spend time as a family, maybe uh, just talk about what's going on in your life, you know, sit down and, and spend some time together, hang out with friends, go serve somebody, whatever, but no youth groups tonight. And uh, just real quick, Upward has been another uh, wonderful year of Upward. We just had a great season. I want to thank everybody who has served. Um, so many people serve and give countless hours, and it's so much appreciated and makes a difference. Um, we love the fact that it, it's about um, not only kind of giving, you know, athletic information. It's about giving life skills to young people and to adults. And uh, that's our real goal behind the program. Um, this afternoon is going to be the Upward Celebration, 
And then this Friday, there are going to be some kind of postseason activities. It's going to be a lot of fun. So there's more information in the lobby uh, for that, for those things. And again, thank you to everybody who's helped this year. And kind of transitioning from upward into this idea of today's theme being all in, it just kind of ties together to me because you have this, this group of people in upward who are just fully committed. I love it. You see coaches who invest their time and, and they, they spend energy and joyfully encourage and instruct the, uh, the young people. And then you have the refs who come and, and they administer the rules properly and they also run, right? People that are like my age are running up and down the court every week. It's awesome to see. Just see them all committed like that. Um, we have people that serve behind the scenes in all kinds of ways, uh, people that just give and give and give and uh, do some really great stuff. And so we say thank you to all of our volunteers again. But the cool thing, too, is to see those kids, you know, those young people who are enjoying Upward. I love to see the cheerleader who is totally sold out, enthusiastic, going all out. The voice is louder than any other voice, right? There's that one cheerleader. That's awesome. There's the kid playing basketball that whether defense is happening or offense is happening or sitting on the bench and cheering is happening, they're all in. Man, they're just going for it. I love to see that. It's really encouraging when we see people who are fully committed. And what's cool is that's exactly what's happening in our story today. There's a lady who the world just would honestly kind of ignore, wouldn't think much of her. But she is passionate, and she's unwavering. She's ready. She's dedicated. She's committed. She's devoted. And no matter how hard, no matter how challenging life becomes, she will not stop, and she will not be stopped. She is all in. We don't know her name, but we know her story. We find it in Luke chapter 21. It's only four verses long. Let's look at it together. Luke 21. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts in the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said. This widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Wow. (laughs) That is amazing. And this true story is really helpful to us. Because what it points out is, is this truth. Every one of us can make an impact. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, young or old, male or female. It makes no difference. All of us can make an impact. This widow shows us that what we give and how we give it are really, really important. It can change people's lives. Now, we obviously see her give her money, and that's kind of the main thing that we we get from this story is that, you know, when you give everything you have financially, that God can do some amazing things with it. But I think we can use that idea to go into all areas of our life, and we're going to divide it into four areas that all start with the letter T. The first one, again, is the most obvious one. It's our treasure. Jesus was watching over these people that gave their offering, and you know what? They didn't have uh, online giving. They didn't have paper money in that time. They didn't have checks. They had coins. 
And so when a rich person came into the temple treasury uh, to give it to the temple treasury, man, it was loud because they had a lot of coins, right? It was amazing. And then this widow walks up. And she has two small copper coins. And she drops them in. You know, the world would say, wow, she didn't have much impact. You know what God would say? She had an incredible impact because she gave everything. She was 100% all in. Jesus used her story to make a great impact. The disciples right there learned from her testimony, from her example. The early church told her story. Millions and millions and millions of people have heard about this lady's dedication to God, including us. 2,000 years later, two coins is the focus of our message today. Isn't that amazing? The widow is like another person who is a, kind of an all-in person. You remember the boy who had his lunch and everybody was there and everybody was starving and the disciples said, we don't have any food and we got to send these people away. And Jesus said, you know, why don't you see what you got available? See what people are willing to surrender. And they said, well, there's this one boy and he has five pieces of bread and two fish. And Jesus said, that's enough. And Jesus received it and he blessed it and he multiplied it. And thousands of people were completely satisfied because of this young man's offering. And again, millions and millions and millions of people have been inspired because he gave everything that he had. To be honest, some people would say, well, that woman, that, woman, that widow, and that boy were a little bit foolish because they gave everything they had. What in the world were they supposed to live on then? I think that's a good point. It's a good question. And the good news is Jesus provides an answer for it. We have to take the whole teaching of Jesus on this subject and kind of put it together and we get some good, some good help. One story that helps us is when Jesus talks about a man who began to build a tower. It was a great project. But the problem was the man didn't plan ahead. He didn't think. He didn't look at his resources. And halfway through, he ran out of resources, and he could not finish his tower. So the tower stood as a testimony to his idiocy, to his lack of planning, to his foolishness. So Jesus says, you know, be careful. Think, plan. Come up with a financial plan that's God-centered. Use your resources wisely. So that's one thing. But on the other hand, Jesus says, you know what? Don't get so caught up in your possessions. Don't let your possessions possess you. Matthew 6, 33 and 34 is a great passage where Jesus says, here's what you need to do regarding the balance between money and God. Seek God first and his righteousness, the, the right things to do. Seek God the kingdom of God first, and his righteousness, and all this stuff that the world pursues, 
God's going to provide it for you. He will take care of that. So don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. It's the balance. Think of it this way. It's unwise to be careless, but it is wise to care less. You think about money, it's, it's wise. It's not wise to be careless, but it is wise to care less about stuff than we typically do. See, here's the problem. Many Christians start off with 100%. They say, this is what I have. And now, because of my incredible generosity, I'm going to give some of it back to God, to the church. So I'm going to give maybe 3% or 10%, the magical Old Testament tithe. What if I were to double that and give 20%? How amazingly generous am I at this point? The right perspective is this. This 100% is from God and belongs to God. And my decision isn't how much I generously give because God has already given generously 100% to me. My decision is how much am I going to keep for me? Am I going to keep 97% for me? Or 90% for me? Or 80% for me? So it's really not the more I trust God, the more I give. It's the more I trust God, the less I keep. And that's the widow's heart. Living like that, giving like that changes lives. Our own lives, first of all. Lives of people in our community, in our state in our nation, in our world. So let's be passionate. Let's be all in. Let's invest our treasure in the kingdom. God will multiply it. Second, share your time. Yes, we are busy. Often we are too busy. But if we're really honest, we typically find the time to do the things we want to do, don't we? I mean, let's be truly sincere about this. We give our time to Instagram or to Fox News or to BuzzFeed or to Facebook or to Netflix, especially you binge watchers. I should say we binge watchers. We, time, we find time for our video games or to read every single thing and comment on every single thing we see about the presidential primaries. We have time. We have plenty of time. What we need to do is take that time and invest it more wisely than we typically do. At least some of it, right? I mean, what would happen? What would happen if each person in our church this week took just one hour out of that block of time that we kind of use for ourselves and said, I'm going to take just, just one. Just one hour of that, and I'm going to invest it in the kingdom. I'm going to pray. I'm going to mentor. I'm going to love. I'm going to serve. I'm going to study. What would it be like if literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours were invested differently this week? What would God do with that?
I want to find out, don't you? So let's be passionate. Let's be faithful. Let's be all in. Let's invest our time in the kingdom and let God multiply it. Third, share your talents. Now, Judd and Julius and Candace and Amy um, are identical twins that, that attend here at Discover, but they would be the first to tell you they are not the same person. Even if we can't tell them apart, they know that they're not the same person, right? Everyone is unique. Everyone is, is different. Um, astronaut Scott Kelly spent about a year, just over a year, um, in space on the International Space Station. He kind of reminds me of somebody. (laughs) You've never seen us in the same place at the same time, have you? It's my doppelganger. But anyway, I am not Scott Kelly, and Scott Kelly is not me. And both of us would say that's good because God created us both uniquely. Each of us has a unique gift package, every single person. So each of us can do amazing things through God's grace and power. Can we be really honest again? We believe that about every single person on this planet except us. Most people believe that other people have these great gifts and great talents and and these abilities that they can do things and God can use them and if only I was more like them and you know what? Stop. God created you. He designed you. He gifted you. He empowers you. And he can work in and through you. So yes, you can pray and sing and listen and carry and teach and organize and encourage and promote and serve and study and lead and clean and create and care and feed and visit and do so many things because God made you uniquely you. You can make an incredible impact under God's authority and for his glory. So let's be passionate. Let's be faithful. Let's be all in. Let's invest our talent in the kingdom and and let God multiply it. Fourth, share your testimony. Your testimony, your story is unique. Some chapters of our story are pleasant. Some are highly embarrassing, and we're not going to share those publicly, right? Some are funny. Some are very sad. Some are challenging. But God can use every chapter in every story and and bring it about, change it, redeem it, to use biblical words. He can rescue it and make it good. This morning, just two quick stories from our Discover family that are happening right now. Now, one is our Windward Islands team, Windward Islands School of Evangelism. They left Friday morning at 3 a.m. to go to Barbados to serve uh, with Windward Islands. And uh, one of the people there in the middle, Donna, um, she stayed uh, a few hours beyond what her original flight time was because her mom, Betty Stark, was having some challenges. And so Donna wasn't sure what was going to happen, but she she went and hung out with her mom and uh, got things figured out. 
and then Donna took off uh, later that night and arrived early yesterday. What's really kind of a neat thing about that is that Betty Stark, Donna's mom, um, was one of uh, 10 people who went on our first mission trip. Um, we went in, I think, 1994. I can't remember for sure, but that was our first mission trip. And guess where we went? Windward Island School of Evangelism. And uh, Donna now serves on the WISE board. And so it's just cool how God brings all of that together. And uh, the, the cool thing is each of these people just like everybody else um, who serves on the mission field, whether it's short-term or, you know, a long, long time, would say, all I did was say yes to God. I just want to take this part of my story and let God use it for, for him, however he wants to do that. And so uh, because of their obedience, people are being blessed right now. Obviously them um, and people around them are being blessed. This morning, if everything works out, we're going to just touch base with them real quick um, via phone. So are we good or not good? We're not good. All right. Well, first hour, got to have a a quick conversation with them. Um, Let me just give you a quick update. They're doing really well. Uh, They said it's a little hot there, so, you know, we should feel bad for them probably. Um, That it's a 15-minute walk to the ocean, and again, sadness in our hearts for that. Uh, but what's cool is they're there to serve. Um, they're going to be doing some light construction and cleaning and organization kinds of things um, because the school has moved from the island of St. Vincent to the island of Barbados. They're just now in their first school year, and uh, things are going really well. But that team is there just to serve. Are we good? I'll tell them it's too late. <laughs> All right, we're putting Ryan on, it sounds like. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's up? How you doing? This is Ryan Dew. How are you? He's our youth discipleship leader. We're doing great, Ryan. How are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. All right, good deal. Um, so, Ryan, tell us what uh, what's going on. Give us a quick update. Okay, well, um, right now we're actually participating. It's just ironic that we're here. Um, they call it the Point Aria, where the seven local uh, Christian church and Church of Christ churches come together and worship together. Uh, so we have uh, been here since about 9.30, and uh, we're still going strong. Uh, I'll just give you a quick update from yesterday. It was our first uh, work day, and I think the, the thing we all experience is uh, the Caribbean heat. It's, uh, it's pretty hot, and uh, if you don't drink a lot of water, you can get dehydrated pretty quickly, but uh, it's been a lot of, it's been really, really good. We've got two different work teams uh, that we're um, working with, we are doing some electrical work, changing out a bunch of light fixtures in the chapel and then the uh, cafeteria. We've got another group doing some, some yard work, trying to uh, work on the campus that way. And we're actually working with another church uh, that's working on putting out a new roof on the chapel. So kind of a lot going on, but it's been a, a really cool first couple days. Excellent. Very cool, Ryan. Thanks for the update. Um, we're going to pray for you guys, all right? Okay, awesome. All right. Close your eyes, Ryan, because that's the only way you're allowed to pray. I don't know if you knew that or not. (laughs) All right. Let's pray. Uh, God, thanks so much for the people who invest um, full-time as the leaders at Windward Islands. Um, Thank you for the students who are investing their lives in your kingdom. God, we want to thank you, too, for our team who is there willing uh, to serve and and to go. Um, Would you give each of these people your grace and your power and your purpose um, and your peace? And God, we do lift up uh, Betty Stark, Donna's mom, and um, just ask that you would give her and and everybody, uh, again, your strength and your peace. 
In the name of Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. All right, Ryan, thanks a bunch, man. You guys have a great week, okay? All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Grace and peace to you. All right, take care, man. All right. Bye. Cool. I got Jordan's new phone. All right. What I, what I think is really cool, again, is that this is just part of life. Some of the people that are on that trip are there for their first time leaving the States. Um, they're experiencing things that are pretty powerful. And we encourage everybody to serve, if at all possible, at some point on a, on a mission trip. You know, those can be domestic, those can be international. Just really encourage you to get outside of the norm we get so stuck where we are, and we just lose perspective. Um, but again, a mission trip is, is really not anything. I don't want to glorify the trip, and I certainly don't want to glorify the people. And, and the missionaries would say, don't glorify us either, the people that serve their full term, full time. It's just a response to God. Just saying, yeah, Lord, whatever you say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to serve. I'm going to go. I'm going to give. I'm going to do whatever. When we gather here on a Sunday morning, we typically think of this as a time of worship, and it is. But it's a slice of worship that exists 24-7 because the Bible describes our whole life as worship to God. Romans 12, 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your reasonable or your acceptable or your spiritual act of what? Worship. A what? Worship. It's worship. And it's a living sacrifice. The problem with a living sacrifice is it tends to climb off the altar, right? We've said that before, but it's true. We have to climb up every day and say, Lord, this is your day. Thanks for it. How can I live for you? How can I die for you today? How many of you like bacon and eggs? I mean, I, I'm a kind of a fan of bacon and eggs. I like that. Um, I like bacon and eggs for breakfast. I like bacon and eggs for dinner. You know, I just like bacon and eggs. Pretty good stuff. Um, both the chicken and the pig give something to make that breakfast possible. However, one gives slightly more, right? <laughs> the chicken gives, but the pig is all in, man. <laughs> you could say it this way then. Don't be a chicken. Be all in, all right? I know it's corny, but it sort of fits. Whether it's going to another country or, to be really honest, the thing that is sometimes much harder, going across the street or across the room with the message of Jesus or going through a difficult time. All of that is worship and all of that happens when we truly trust God. Here's our second story. There were some days where I'll come home from Dallas as 
and I would just be worn out, tired, just, just didn't have no energy and was just sad and wondering why am I going through this, but then I had God that was on my shoulders telling me you can overcome this situation. And, uh, but I just didn't hear it. I just didn't believe it because my mind was so down and I didn't, I didn't want to be bothered. I was just lonely and sad and just in a maze. But here I am today and I'm, I'm glad that God was on my shoulders to tell me, uh, it's okay, I got your back. Yeah, you, you're gonna make it, you're gonna be okay. For the past three years, I was diagnosed with end-stage renal failure. Um, I currently go to dialysis three days a week for the past three years as well. And God has tremendously been with me throughout these three years. I've dealt with depression, I've dealt with so much anger. I thought God was mad at me. I wanted to die. I was scared to die. I was just all in confused. And, and I, I just didn't know what to think, being told your kidneys is not working. Um, they're working right now at 5%, but still I have days where I just, I don't know what to think. But as I talk to my mom and she tells me just to trust God, that's all I can do is to start trusting God. When I first came to DCC, there was a gentleman which really shocked me. He hugged me and I wasn't prepared for that hug and right there I knew that wow, th this is the place to be during the time of my struggles and my depression and my health when I was just feeling lonely and down. I, the men here at the church, um, the children, uh, the youth, I love my youth group. Um, everyone that I, I run into here gives me inspiration, gives me hope and always care and love and check up on me. I mean, when you talk about impacting the world, I mean, you impact my life just by being here. And I couldn't do nothing without God first and, and then my church family to, to make it through this journey, which I know I'm gonna make it. I know I'm gonna make it. And you'll make it too. To those that's out there that's struggling, um, just remember to trust God. He, 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 he's the answer to your prayers. He, he's the one that's gonna get you through this. I'm a believer. I know it's gonna happen. I know he's gonna get me through this. I know he's gonna get you through this. But it's just one word, trust. And that can actually get you through this. And I just beg everyone to just keep trusting in the Lord because he, he's the answer.
everybody has a story. We can share spiritual life that changes people's lives here and changes eternities every time that we take Jesus and share him with somebody. We've been given so much. And we've also been given, like, just our physical health. I mean, we are so blessed. In your worship guide, in your bulletin today, you're, you're going to find there's an insert for Lifeline of Ohio. And uh, after the worship service, there are some of these bracelets available. Um, they just remind us that we need to be praying, but we also need to be giving. We have the opportunity to do bone marrow and to do kidneys and to do organ and tissue donation and, and eye things that we can do. And you can even do that, obviously, as you leave this life. But sometimes you can do it before you do leave this life. So be, be sure to check that out in the bulletin. Um, Larry needs a kidney. And Larry's going to come up here and we're going to pray for him right now. Um, because he needs a kidney right now. And so we're going to pray for him. Um, and I also want to let you know that Martha Reinhardt's daughter, Mary, had uh, double transplant surgery on Friday. Um, she had a, both a kidney and a pancreas um, and so we want to be praying for her as well. Is Larry around? He was. Oh, come on up, Larry. I thought I saw you. Didn't recognize you because of the clean shaven. So we're going to pray for Larry. We're going to pray uh, for Martha's daughter, Mary. We're going to pray for Ginger Samel. We're going to pray for us, our whole body. Um, so we just ask that for everybody, uh, if you're able to stand, if you would do that right now. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for Larry's example and uh, Ginger's example and Martha's example. And um, God, we're grateful that all these people really trust in you. We pray for Mary that the surgery went well and that everything is uh, going to go forward. We pray for Ginger as she uh, continues um, to deal with uh, a difficult situation with a bone marrow transplant. And right now we lift up Larry to you specifically, Lord. Um, we pray that a kidney would be made available to him very soon. God, maybe, maybe you would even make that possible from one of the people here in our church. Again, God, we recognize that you have given us so many things. So we declare as individuals and as a church family that, that we have a desire to remember that everything we have really is yours. And so we desire to wisely and sacrificially give, every way, give everything away, um, Lord, our, our treasure and our time and our talent and our testimony that we would give that to you because you gave it to us first. So God, by your grace and your power, we're going to keep trusting. We're going to keep serving. We're going to keep teaching. We're going to keep reaching. We're going to keep sacrificing. We're going to keep growing. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep praising. We're going to keep influencing. We're going to keep helping. We're going to keep caring. We will keep loving by your grace. God, we're passionate we're unwavering, we're ready, we're devoted, we're dedicated, we're committed. We won't stop 
and we won't be stopped. We're all in. We surrender everything to you. May your name be great in our lives and through our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you've never given your life to Jesus, um, as we sing this song, you can come forward. You can be all in. You can surrender to him today. And we can walk you through that. It's not hard. Don't be chicken. Be all in. (laughs) Come on. And for all of us, I, I pray that as we sing, and I'm praying this for me too, will we just really sing with our whole hearts and, and be all in for God and tell him, yes, Lord, it's all for you because you've given everything for us. Let's worship together.